Uh, sorry, how did I start? Oh, I'm so happy to be doing announcements with Christy? Pastor, Reverend, Sister Christy? Pulling all the surprises on this Easter Sunday. Happy day, everyone. Jesus is alive. Who wants to hear a joke? Uh, I do. Okay. What do you <laughs> get when you pour boiling water into a rabbit hole? I have no idea. Hot crust bunnies. Oh, it's kind of sad, but yes, I get it. Okay, I got one. Okay. How do you make Easter easier? How? You uncross the T and you dot it instead. See, the word is now easier. Wow, I like it. You'll think about it, and when you figure it out, you won't laugh, so it's perfect. Uh, we're so glad that you're hanging with us at Echo today. Welcome. Hello. Not sure if you heard, but we are transitioning out of the castle building soon, making our way to Mayo High School starting May 1st. Who's Woo! excited? We are. Join us. You don't want to miss out. Tons of room. Mm -hmm. Lots of surprises planned for you. Mm -hmm. And regardless of where we gather, did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose all in one space? It's beautiful. beautiful. Mm -hmm. We encourage you to take your first steps into a life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you have been hoping for. Let us know that you are out there or stop in on a Sunday. We would love to personally connect with you. Mm -hmm. Lastly, thank you for your generosity and thank you for giving of your tithe. 10% of your income as worship to God and His kingdom work. If you are looking to give, head to our website or text any amount to 84321. Enjoy Echo Online Service. I count on one thing. Same God never fails, will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. Same God who never laid is working all things out. Working all things out.
today, Father, whatever we're going to go through, it's going to be worth it in Jesus' name. Father, I know that you have gone before us as your word has said, Jesus. So, Father, we have that faith in you. Lord, you are our rock, unshakable, no matter what we go through, Father. Lord, I just pray for every person in this room that in this season, Lord, acknowledge that you are good, that you are holy, you are righteous, Father. And apart from you, we can do nothing. So today we just worship your heavenly name, the name above all names. The name is Jesus, Yeshua. like home. Father, this building is not our home, but you are our home. Your presence is our home. We long for it, Jesus. Oh, Father, you are good. So good. church update. I, uh, I, I have to tell you this, as, as I was processing uh, this update and, and our next move as a church, 
Uh, I was reminded this morning of the verse and the scripture in Psalms that says, some people trust in horses and other men trust in chariots, but we trust in Adonai, the Lord our God. Can I hear an amen? amen. And, uh, and so the update is, is we can no longer uh, be here, uh, or we have chosen uh, to not be here uh, really at the castle and I would just tell you, with a lot of prayer, a lot of conversation, uh, a lot of negotiation, um, it became evident here later this week uh, that we cannot occupy this building anymore. Uh, really due to the growing complexity of the building, um, and really, like I said, the complexity of the building and what's expected of it, and then along with mirroring that with what our focus is. See, it's an extremely complex situation, this building, as some of you have read in the newspaper. And uh, I would just want to really make it very clear that, that God, at the beginning, as Christy and I were talking about what kind of church do we want, and as, as the Lord started really um, uh, helping us create some of those values, one of the values was simply this, to be a simple church. And, and we're at a place and we're at a point where all the complexities don't really work with the simplicity of who God has called us to be. Can I hear amen? And with that in mind, I'd have to tell you this, is I want this city, the people in this city, not to know us for our fight, but because of our focus. And so without further ado, we, we, we're leaving. We're, we're walking out. We're, we're, we're uh, packing up the bags. We're getting ready to, to move on. And uh, we're going to go portable again. And our goal is to, uh, to land a school in the southeast. Uh, and uh, that is currently in its work. I hope that we can also land a operational center so then our continued weekly ministry can happen and happen relatively easy. Uh, there are uh, some stresses that are involved in this, and you all know that. Some of you feel it. Um, I would just tell you this as your pastor. I have uh, an a unexplainable peace about this decision. Again, we, we toiled. We, hate, we, we, we hung in there as long as we could, uh, and it has been made evident that we can. And I would say this is, is although I have peace, uh, there are a lot of pieces that need to be put together in the next few weeks, if you know what I'm saying. Saying there, so um, I just I want to go ahead and just make two really big needs here that we have and that that we're looking uh, for you to help us out with. Number one is we need a, an enclosed trailer um, and possibly even a truck uh, to help us in our portable adventures. And so, if you know anybody that knows anybody uh, and uh, that we're not looking to borrow, we we truly need to purchase. This will be a long game type of scenario, and uh, and so any any enclosed trailer that's about twelve feet long, seven feet six feet high, you know, has a, has a uh, drop-down uh, door for a rolling-in case. I pray specifically for things, you know what I'm saying? So, so anyway, uh, if you know anybody that knows anybody or you, you just have one laying around uh, the back of your house, just let me know. Uh, the one last thing I want to tell you is, is really a story, and, and it brings, uh, we have to go back about 20 years ago when I was a youth pastor uh, at Rochester Assembly just down the road. Um, I was given an image um, of 
Uh, well, I'll just show it to you. Eventually, I ended up getting it as a tattoo. But when I was there, I just felt like I couldn't because I was trying to respect uh, certain opinions there and whether or not, you know, tattoos were acceptable or not, you know. And again, it wasn't the organization, but there were some people that were near and dear to my heart that I wanted to respect. And, and when we transitioned out of there, I, um, I felt compelled to get a tattoo uh, uh, specifically reminded of this drawing because of its meaning. Uh, and also, I was kind of going through a midlife crisis, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the worst case scenario, put some ink on the skin. And I mean, I did pretty well. Uh, but let me tell you the meaning. You guys have seen this. Many of you don't know what it is. You've looked at it. You've scratched your mind. Like, what could this mean? Uh, what was told to me or what I felt like was compelled to me many, many years ago that, that I was never to be put into a box that I, I didn't maybe quite fit in. You remember that old game? or that old child's toy where you had the round peg and you had the square hole. That was what I felt early on in ministry and then also reminded in transition that I am that, that round peg that doesn't necessarily fit into a square hole. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is you and I, Echo Church together, uh, we are not to, supposed to just be squished into a box that we don't quite fit in. Can I say it even more frankly? We're not to be squished into a building that we might not fit in. And this was reminded to me again as we, as we are thinking and praying about this process. The second iteration of that piece of art, for those that can see my tattoo, I know it's small for you. Um, although when I uh, told our uh, tattoo artist the size of it, he was like, oh, you're really going for it. Um, <laughs> Is, uh, the second is this, is that, that my calling, the Echo's calling, your calling, um, we are not allowed, allowed to uh, anybody or ourselves to put a lid on that calling or that dream or whatever the Lord has placed in our heart. And then further, furthermore, that last iteration with, uh, with that dot and the line above it is just a reminder that I am supposed to be out of the box, but under the authority of God. Can I hear an amen? amen. And, uh, and the same just comes true to this situation. Uh, we would really like to make it work. It's just not. It's not going to work, okay? So we're going to move on. And, and uh, again, I, I don't want to be that pastor that says, um, well, I just preached it last week. The best is yet to come. I do believe that, but that doesn't mean we don't live through a little bit of hell today. Yeah. And just to kind of go back to, to, to this beginning of the, the, the year, um, I just want to remind us that God knows better. He just simply does when it, when it was placed on our heart that our, our vision and our, and our word of the year for Echo Church would be dream again. Who would know? Yeah. I thought that was a really good message for you. <laughs> not us and not me. And uh, anyway, with all that in mind, I, just, uh, I, uh, I am growing with expectation that the Lord knows and that we're, calling, we're called to dream again, that uh, the Lord wants us to be rooted in a different space. And I can get excited about the Southeast because I, I felt from the beginning of the, exist, the existence of church, uh, for Echo Church, is that we were to go to the place that we could be most effective that had the greatest need. And that's why I can vibe with downtown. I can vibe with Southeast. I can vibe anywhere in town as long as there is a space for us. But I'm going to start first with where the Lord's placed me first, if that makes sense. And so we're excited to go back there. And uh, we're excited that you're with us and uh, that we're, you're believing with us that the Lord uh, is going to do something cool in and through Echo Church. Can I hear an amen? amen. amen. I'm kind of preaching to myself today, if you can't tell. Uh, I have the honor and I have the privilege to uh, 
to welcome one of our favorite people here today, our very own Sam Kemet. Does anybody agree with that? Come on up, Sam. Um, I, uh, I, I just want to say thank you. Thanks for your faithfulness. Uh, thank you that today I got to sit down in the front row and just simply receive. That's nice. It's actually really nice. It is nice. We do it quite often. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, just wanna, I, I just want to, I, I've, I've told you this personally, um, and I just want to say this publicly. I believe in you. You are called. You're equipped. You're gifted. And we can't wait to see where and who Sam becomes, mm. but we sure enjoy who you are today. And if you agree with that, will you welcome Sam once again? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Um, Andy is such an awesome leader, guys. I don't know if you've picked up on that, um, but I am a strong personality type. I don't know if you picked up on that either. Uh, there's not a whole lot about me that's subtle or uh, submissive <laughs> or, you know, quiet and um, keeping things to myself. So um, for me to actually look up to, admire, love, and appreciate my boss is a big deal, okay? And um, I do. I'm honored to serve under you. I'm honored to try to help your vision come to life. I'm honored to dream again with you. Um, yeah, I love being on this team. So thank you. Uh, yeah, you just give it up for Andy. I think that's a good... <laughs> Last week, our amazing Andy focused on the thumbs down. I don't know if you were here, but he talked about the pit. Um, it was a fantastic message. If you missed it, I definitely recommend hopping on online and uh, listening to it again. Um, just so relevant um, and, and really good. Uh, also, I highly recommend that you search Parks and Rec, the song The Pit. Uh, it's phenomenal. I was singing it in my head during the entire service. Um, it's literally about a character on the show that falls into a man-made pit, and then he makes a song about living in the pit. And the character's name is Andy. Like, you can't... It's, it's just phenomenal. You have to look it up. Please, 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 please do it. Um, today, we, though, are talking about the thumbs up emoji. Hey, oh, and uh, honestly, like who better to talk about thumbs up than the next gen pastor? Okay. So I don't know if you know this, but um, my, my title here is next gen, meaning I'm zero through graduation. Okay. All of the kids, all of the chaos, all of the greatness. Um, yeah, that's kind of me. Um, so I give a lot of thumbs up. I give a lot of affirmations. Like, children love to be affirmed. And if we're honest with ourselves, I think we all love to be affirmed, but kids are just more honest and blatant and straightforward with it, right? They're like, hey, hey, Sam, Sam, look at this. And you're like, well, yeah, buddy. Hey, Sam, look at this. <laughs> like, woohoo, you kicked it. My, uh, my two-year-old, Jude, walked up to me um, just the other day, and he was like, Mom, Mom, look, look, look. <laughs> nothing. He did nothing. He was just being. I was like, yeah, Jude. You're so good at being Jude, bud. <laughs> if you're ever wondering who needs affirmation, 
everyone. Literally everyone <laughs> needs affirmation. And I'm not saying that we need to be um, you know, superficial about it. You just don't need to go complimenting people on like the first thing you see about them. But I do think that it's important for us to slow down, to take time to actually see people and what they're doing. And if they've influenced your day, to verbally tell them how they've influenced your day. It makes a difference. We all need affirmation. And right now, I'm going to practice some affirmation um, for some of my favorite people. Uh, Some of them are down on the second floor right now, but some of them are in this room too. I see you. Um, And that's my Echo Kids team and my Echo High team. Um, These people serve their faces off, okay? Um, They are, they're incredible. They literally dedicate so much time to this generation. They sacrifice um, so that this generation knows that God sees them, that God loves them, and that God has a plan and purpose for their life. So can we just give it up for the uh, kids team and Echo High? Yeah. I know we're, um, we're pretty tight here at Echo. We have uh, the term like Echo Fam, or like we do life together. Um, and if you're new to this space or, or new to church in general, that can, that can feel a little intimidating to walk into. It's like you're walking into this room where everybody's on the same page and everybody's in on the same like inside joke and you're like, I don't really know what's going on here, but like it looks like it's good. Um, and I just want you to know that even if you're sitting in your seat right now, feeling like an outsider, looking at someone going like, oh, I wish, I wish I felt like that when I walked in, that I can guarantee the person that you are looking at is sacrificing their time to serve God and to serve people. Join a serve team. I'm very unapologetic about it. Like there's something that happens when you take the time to serve along people, alongside people, that they become your community. Those are the people that are with you when you are in the pit. They don't leave you. And they celebrate with you when you're on the mountaintop. And they praise and they worship God with you everywhere in between. Our earthly relationships, our day-to-day and our one hour on Sunday is only ever going to get us so far in this life. And I hope and pray and dream that every single person in this room can be so rooted in who God is that their faith is unmovable that their faith is unshakable, that they know that they are loved by a God that is just life-giving. I want us all to have healthy spirituality. Thumbs up. Let me see them. Thumbs up. (laughs) Okay, so today we get to practice our talk about sacrifice. So fun. Sacrifice. What a great word. Okay, sacrifice. Giving up, okay? And the Bible talks about sacrificing things of the flesh, meaning, meaning sin, okay? This can be anything, gossip, substance abuse, indulgent and too much ice cream, okay? To adultery, anything that goes against the word of God is a sin. I'm reading a fantastic book right now um, called Live No Lies by John Mark Comer. And he talks about uh, being fleshy, <laughs> he uses all these like super intricate, like complicated terms. And I literally have to read it with a dictionary next to me, um, which is fantastic. Um, and I'm taking a lot from it. But the one concept that I'm holding on to is like this weird slang word that I didn't have to look up. And that's fleshy. Okay. He, uh, he has a wife and kids and he gives a scenario um, that his wife will often use that term. Like say their teenage son talks back. She's like, whoa, somebody's being fleshy. 
<laughs> like, get that fleshy flesh out of here, okay? <laughs> and I love it. I think it's super relatable, you know? I, I picture myself with my amazing husband being like, hey, Dex, I just need to be fleshy for like five minutes. And you just like, you know, word vomit all over. And you're like, okay, I feel better. I can be, I can be holy again. Um, <laughs> the problem, though, with indulging in the things of the flesh and Comer talks about this in his book, is that we are actually creating a neural pathway in our brain every time we indulge in sin that says, do this, it feels good. And when we're creating that pathway, we are becoming a slave to our sin. It's like muscle memory. I don't know if there's any athletes in the room, um, but I grew up dancing, okay? So my body is going to naturally react when I need to do certain things, okay? I know that if I want to jump as high as I possibly can, I have to plant my feet. I have to bend my knees. I have to keep my core engaged. I have to reach up with my arms, creating momentum, lift my chest, lift my head, point all the way through my legs, all the way through the tips of my toes. Like these are things that are natural to me. This isn't, this isn't natural for everyone. Um, it's not, you know, natural for Christy Cass, much as we love her, right? Like, it's, it's, it's muscle memory. It's something I've trained for years and years and years to do, that in that scenario, my body does this. Comer notes that every time we give in to sinful desires, things of the flesh, every time we get fleshy, okay, we are creating a neural pathway that says, in this scenario, do this and it becomes more and more natural to us. St. Augustine, a Christian theologian, refers to this as the shackles of gratification. We are so attached to that immediate pleasure, that, that immediate comfort, that immediate happiness that we allow it to rule our life. That's why this 21 days of fasting and prayer is so important. Guys, if you haven't jumped on that bandwagon, it is, it's not too late. Just jump in. We have a super easy reading plan for you to follow along with. It's super quick. And it's such a great way for us to practice, to say no to that instant gratification. It is a beautiful, um, albeit painful, practice of breaking the bondage of the shackles of gratification. Let's open up to 1 Corinthians 3. That's where we're going to start today. Um, the author of this is Paul, okay, and he is writing to the Corinthians. The Corinthians are new believers, and they are motivated. They are excited. Like, you know, they're on fire. Like, yeah, let's do this. But uh, they lack direction. They lack focus. And they lack discipline. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Just me? Just the people with children? If you know anyone that's younger than 24, that probably sounds familiar to you, okay? <laughs> um, he starts in verse 1, but I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready. You are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? When one says, I follow Paul, and the other says, I follow Apollos, are you not merely being human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Okay, like who, who is Sam? Who is Andy? We are just mere servants. Like God is the one that is going to grow your spirituality. 
Skipping to verse 11, it says, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on that foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Okay, so it's saying that we have the foundation of Jesus Christ. Now we choose what we are building upon. Okay, and whatever we're choosing it's going to go through hell. It's, it's going to go through fire. And dependent on what we choose here is going to depend on our circumstance. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved. Healthy spirituality looks like laying a foundation that reflects God's word his truth, his spirit. As the text points out, the things of this earth, they're going to fade away. They're going to burn up. He brought out several different materials, gold, silver, precious gems, wood, hay, straw. And I did a little research into gold. And did you know that when gold is exposed to heat, that it becomes brighter and in fact it glows. And the higher quality of the gold, the more it glows, the more it burns brightly. The lesser the quality, the more it darkens. So my question is what are we building? Are we, when we are tested, when we're in the pit, when our earthly circumstance smacks us in the face, Are we going to burn brighter in the darkness, or are we going to darken? Healthy spirituality is sacrificing instant gratification for eternal impact. I have some action steps for you, okay, to help make that statement possible. Uh, They are by no means going to stop sin or destruction or just crazy town from entering your life, but they will give you the tools, the heart, the strength, the peace, and the wisdom to fight back, to live a life that is unwavered by earthly circumstance, okay? I gave a lot of thought and prayer and consideration to this list. It is called Three Thumbs Up, okay? Be excited. That's a good title. Okay, thank you. All right, number one. Our first thumb up. Seat yourself in a lowly position versus a high position. Okay, serve with humility is what this means, all right? And I'm pulling from Luke 14 here. Uh, Jesus is telling a story about a wedding feast, okay, a parable. He says, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you was invited. Then the person that invited you would have to come over to you and be like, hey, like, I know you thought you were all high and mighty, but this is actually this guy's seat, and you're going to have to come sit over here. Okay? Instead, seat yourself in a lowly position. Then the host can come over and be like, hey, girl, what you doing down here? Look, I got a better seat for you. And you can come sit up here. Okay? For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Seat yourself in a lowly position. Serve others. One person in my life that does this more consistently and just more lovingly than anyone I have ever met is my mom. 
I don't know if you know her. Her name's Brenda. You should find her. She's usually dusting something. Um, she's, <laughs> she's amazing. Um, she's incredible. She uh, serves on the Vibe team um, here at Echo, uh, which is keeping the building looking fresh, keeping it clean, keeping it safe and welcoming for when you, for when you come in. Um, and she's literally all over the place doing all of the things. Um, and someone was like regarding how awesome she was. Uh, and they're like, man, I just, I wish I liked to clean. And she like stopped. And she was like, I'm sorry, you what? <laughs> you think that I like love to clean? You think I'm here just cause I'm like, I can't get enough of this dust, you know? Like, oh, I love how it smells in the bathroom as I scrub this toilet. No, she says, I love a clean, welcoming space. I know the importance of, for the community to walk in and, and feel welcomed, to, for it to smell good, for you to feel like this is a place you want to be. So yes, yeah, she sacrifices maybe being able to relax and chum in the lobby so that all of you can enjoy <laughs> this incredible space. Seating yourself in a lowly position is seeing a need and meeting a need. Healthy spirituality is not just about you. It's about others. And this is where we have to be careful. Um, there's this book called Toxic Faith by uh, Peter Benson and Carolyn Elkin where they point out these um, different toxic beliefs that have just sprung up in the church over time. And this concept of serving to save yourself is called salvation by works. Okay. So that's toxic. That's the thumbs down. What we need to focus on is, say, is serving to better others. When addressing this topic, um, they say that many live a driven life because of some event in the past, some terrible secret that they fear would spark rejection if revealed to others. And in this cover-up mode where the inside is dirty, they try to clean up the outside so it looks spotless. Driven workers impose their standards on the rest of the family. If this hits home for you, I want to encourage you today that you are not rejected by God. There's nothing you can do <laughs> to make him reject you. He sees you exactly where you are, and he wants you exactly where you are. And yes, he will pull you forward. And you are welcome at Echo Church. We believe that we serve a God of redemption, a God of forgiveness, a God that wipes your slate clean. Healthy spirituality serves others for their sake, not out of fear of rejection, but out of love for others. Toxic Faith describes it as serving humanity consistently and passionately through acts of love and justice. All right, number two, boom, boom. Store up the things of heaven versus the things of earth, okay? Fruit of the Spirit. We just finished a series on this. It should be like semi-fresh in your minds, all right? We're pulling from Matthew 6 here, verse 19. It says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The things of this earth are fun. 
Okay? The things of this earth are shiny and bright and sparkly, and they will always be pulling and tugging and nagging and fighting for our attention. And the enemy loves it. Oh, he revels in it. And the things of this earth are appealing, okay? The perfect job, the perfect relationship, the perfect outfit, the perfect house, the perfect car. And you may be like, yeah, Sam, like those things are awesome. I want those. <laughs> and, that's, and that's okay. I'm not saying we can't, we can't want those things, but, but we have to watch our heart. We must watch what we treasure. We have to be mindful. We have to be careful that what we're treasuring isn't the thing that's actually causing our depression, isn't causing our anxiety, isn't causing our loneliness. The world is always going to say, look over here. No, 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 look over here, you're missing out. You're not as successful as you could be. Look over here, if only you looked like this, you would be happy. If only you were married by now, you know, you would have more friends. If only you were more lovable, you would have this status. Lies. Lies on lies, all of this, they are earthly things that can be destroyed in an instant. Treasure heavenly things. Heavenly things cannot be taken away. Heavenly things are not dependent on the action of others. Healthy spirituality looks like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control for nothing in this world can take these away. Thumbs up number three. Let me see them. Come on, stay away. Give me a thumbs up. There you are. Hello, hello. <laughs> Seek intimacy versus influence. Seek intimacy with God versus influence over people. Romans 8 Verse 12 says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. And I want to pause there. Because our sinful nature is going to urge us to do so many things. Everything feels like it has to be done right now. And when someone treats you the wrong way in the checkout line, your sinful urge is to be like, oh no, you didn't. I was here first, okay? You have, you have no obligation to do that. You can actually be like, oh, I don't own this grocery store. Would you like to go ahead of me? Okay, I'll wait here while my toddler screams and holds onto my leg. <laughs> Just because you feel something does not mean you are obliged to act upon that feeling. And I'm not saying that feelings are bad. They're not. God created us with feelings, and they are beautiful. Emotions are glorious, but they should not be our driven factor in how we decide we are going to act. For if you live by what your sinful nature dictates, you will die. But through the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, and you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. You have not received the Spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own child. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. We are an heir of Christ and we share in God's glory, but we must also share in his suffering. It's not a coincidence that they use Abba 
in this scripture. Abba is often used when wanting to emphasize intimacy and obedience. A healthy, loving father is close to his children. He has an intimate relationship with them. And in return, that father receives love and obedience from his children. And if that concept is foreign to you, if that, if that is a concept that you continue yourself trying to seek after only to be hurt, only to be betrayed, only to be left alone, I want to encourage you today that you have a father that not only will fill that need, but he will surpass anything that an earthly father can offer you. He has so much for you. He loves you so much, and there is no one that knows you better, for he created you. Only he can pull you forward. Seeking ourself, seeking influence over intimacy can sometimes look a lot like happiness. Another uh, toxic belief that's talked about in that book um, is called divinely ordained happiness. The idea that more than anything else, God just wants me to be happy, okay? Uh, the counter to that is that God's primary goal is not for us just to be happy, but that trusting in God will allow pain to be transformed into joy, which is a deeper, richer experience than happiness. The search for happiness apart from God will always end in ruin. Did you hear that? The search for happiness apart from God will always end in ruin. The truth is, is that we need to search for something more meaningful. And when we do, happiness is developed by a byproduct. Pain can be a great motivator to draw us closer to God. Happiness obtained alone. Joy requires the teamwork with God. Happiness is fleeting. Joy can grow over time. And as we grow in wisdom that produces lasting joy, we are less satisfied to return to those childlike behaviors that provide cheap thrills and instant relief, those shackles of gratification. But Sam, this makes me feel happy. I've never been happier. This person makes me feel good. Getting shwasted out of my mind makes me feel good. This friend group always builds me up. When I look this way or put this outfit on, I get this kind of attention and it feels so good. No one ever notices me. If I reach this financial goal, I'll be happy. If I get that cabin up north, I'll be happy. If I go on two vacations a year, I'll be happy. Those thoughts and dreams are all about yourself. And if those are the only goals that we have, then we are not seeking intimacy with Abba. We are seeking the status quo and influence over people. I want to hear at the end of this temporary life, well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, good and influential servant. What are you holding? What responsibilities are currently sitting on your plate? What dreams have been birthed in you? Be faithful with what you have. Be faithful with what God has given you. 
Many times we can get so caught up in where we are in life that we get into this I'm not ready mode. Okay, I'm, I'm not ready to take my relationship with God seriously, maybe when I'm a little older. Or I'll start serving when work slows down. Life is just crazy right now. I'll commit to a reading plan or a prayer plan when I'm not taking care of toddlers or taking care of my grandma or in the middle of a house reno. I'll listen to that dream that God placed on my heart when my savings account reaches that certain number. I'll start tithing when my income is more regular. God doesn't ask you for that. He asks us to be faithful with what we have. Allow God to do his work. Sin may create a neural pathway in our brain to gratification, but sacrifice, sacrifice creates a legacy that lives long after we are gone. It's the short game versus the long game. It's the lowly position versus the high position. It's the things of heaven versus the things of earth. It's intimacy versus influence. I say versus and I punch my fists together for a reason. Because it's not easy. It's a fight. It's a battle. It's not comfortable. It's not safe. It's going to feel scary. Healthy spirituality is sacrificing instant gratification for eternal impact. I have three questions I want you to ask yourself. Where am I seated? What am I storing up? And who am I seeking? Where am I seated? What am I storing up? And who am I seeking? We say a prayer every week here at Echo. And if you've never said this before, I want to invite you in. I want to invite you to say yes to Jesus. I just said a whole lot of things, okay? And I, and I stand behind everything I just said. But even if everything that came out of my mouth sounded like hokey pokey nonsense to you, <laughs> I still know and believe that Jesus is the answer. He's the answer to your questions. He's the answer to your confusion. He's not scared of your questions. He's not scared of your fear, of your anger. No matter how frustrated, confused, oppressed, anxious, Jesus knows. He already knows. And he will comfort you. He is the answer. So I invite you to say this prayer. We say it every week um, as just a reset. It resets our hearts. It resets our minds. It resets our focus on what really matters. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. I invite you all to stand up for a time of worship.
wash is white as snow I believe that the power of the gospel Still makes the broken whole I believe in the curse of sin was broken When they rolled away that stone I believe, I believe, I believe As I
just a moment of transparency. Can I be honest about something? Uh, I like high positions. I like earthly things. And I gotta be honest, I like influence. If I was just, just throwing it out there, those things are drawing things. Like they pull. And you know what the crazy thing is? And I love the way Sam said this today. But I'm in this with Jesus for the long game. I don't want to sacrifice some short-term smile or dopamine hit in my brain because I sacrificed something that was important to be eternal. That's just what I took out of it today. So I hope you feel good about that. I don't know. Hope you guys do too. I don't know. Hope you guys took... I just think about, I just think about the wisdom that Sam brought today. And I, let's do this. Let's give it up for Pastor Sam. Come on. That was good. I don't know if you guys realize how much was really in that sermon. Like, that's one to listen to again. Uh, we also like to celebrate people here at Echo. Can we celebrate those that came here for the very first time today? Welcome. We're so glad you're here. We'd also want to celebrate those that said the prayer with us for the very first time. What's up? That's awesome. 